Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus. And yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, the first podcast of 2022, we want to talk about business goals and how to set up goals that will set you up for success in 2022. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting and splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. And yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Pool Invoice, and our newest sponsor, John. Let's hit that drum roll. Blu-ray XL. We want to thank them for their continued support. They were with us at the awards, and now they are sponsors of the Pool Nation podcast. So, Zach, good evening. Well, good evening, everyone. I can't believe we're already in 2022. It's just such a trip to say that. This morning, we were having a little team powwow and someone brought it up and it like finally clicked like, oh, wow, we're in a new year and it's time to just kick it into gear. In 2021 was such an eventful year and so much went on, but now it feels like such a blur. Like It feels like it was just a blip and here we are and you know, we've closed out the holidays, we've closed out the year, so it's time to kick it into gear. And I'm ready to kick 2022 in the ass. So I hope everyone else is as well. John, good evening. Good evening. Doesn't it sound weird to say good evening? This is, I feel like I'm completely, I feel like it's weird that we're doing our evening podcast here. Like Zach said, I cannot believe it's 2022 right now. Uh, it's been quite a blur. I was hoping 2022 was going to be a little easier for us as far as, you know, the pandemic and things that are going on, but it doesn't quite seem like it's, uh, it's lighting up and we have a, a whole heap of new issues that we have to deal with right now. But I don't get to usually work. And then after I'm done working, I come here and I do the podcast. Usually I do it before work in the morning. So I'm out doing a drain. We did three lights, put an assault system today. It never ceases ceases to amaze me some of the shit that I see at pools. For the first time, when I pull lights, I usually pull lights. This is how I was taught, and this is how I did it, and I've always done it. Other people use string. Other people like using a fish line. Other people do a bunch of different things. So anyways, I cut off the cord from the existing uh, light fixture, and then I tie on the new cord. I tie it, knot it, and I electrical tape it, and I pull through. So when I fish a new line through. So I'm over there at the J box and I'm pulling through. And as I'm pulling through, 
about 15 feet into it, I see another connection. So for those of you who ever pulled a light and have done it that way, it looks like the two black cords are together, right? And you have the and you have your electrical tape that's tying the cords in between. Well, apparently the person that ran the light before, what they did was they pulled it. It was a 50-foot pull or 50-foot light, and it was really a 60-foot run. So when they pulled it, they figured out it was too short. So they pushed it back through. They attached 10 feet no way. of old cord. Oh, absolutely. And they left that electrical tape, right, and the splice and the tie together like that in the conduit underwater. And it was done on both of them. So two pull lights, both were done that way. And when I cut the wire and I was attached, I'm like, damn, these wires are all fried out, right? I'm like, something happened. So of course, they were underwater and they fried both their lights. But just think of how dangerous that is, right? And those were 120 volt lights that people were swimming in. Just crazy. And then there was a main drain that broke off the top. And instead of replacing it, what the pool guy did was he took two magnets two or four heavy duty magnets and silicone them onto the top of the main drain cover and two on the bottom so that they sandwiched together and held and created weight so that it held in place on the bottom of the pool. It was a doozy. And look, this is a $2 million home. So this isn't like, I mean, a beautiful pool, $2 million home. And it's just like, are you kidding me? So we just took it over. We said we had, obviously we had to drain it. They wanted to put lights in. We put color lights in. LEDs and we told them we need to go salt system. We put a salt system in. And it's just kind of funny. And I had a conversation with the customer. I said, Well, I know why our lights went bad. And I explained to him what happened. And he was, you know, when we were talking about prices, he made a comment like, Oh, well, the other guy, my pool, uh, other pool guy before you said that he could do it for four or $500 less or something like that. And I'm thinking in my head, I go, Well, that's four or $500 less. That's the type of work that you get for four or $500 less. He could have killed you and for four or $500 less. He, he, he could have killed you. Killed you yeah. for I mean, it was I, I literally my, my eyes were like, what? I'm like, what the hell is going on? And sure shit, man, they did it. And it wasn't like, you know, I get, I've seen it sometimes where you have the J box that sticks up and you have really tall ones and maybe like three, four inches down, it's spliced there because they ran out of cord. But no, this was 10 feet down in the ground underwater unbelievable that's insane unbelievable absolutely yeah. insane that's the stuff that kills people man so anyways i didn't mean to go off uh subject there, no great story though share that. love hearing that that's yes. awesome stuff so hey john zach before we get started i do want you guys to listen to because you guys haven't listened to it yet i got it but i want you guys to listen to our newest recording for our newest sponsor so let's play this so i can get your thoughts ready Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. How, how do you like that last part? Blu-ray all day. Yeah. <laughs> Whose voice is I, it? Who is I, that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Isn't that awesome? I do have to it take is. a moment because I don't think that we have, or I have at least, is I really need to thank Kate for all the recordings that she does for us and 
all the feedback that she's given us. She has been absolutely amazing and given us feedback even on, on, on some of the audio stuff and all that that she really doesn't have to do. So, um, Kate, I'm going to call you and have you listen to this podcast because we need to say thank you. And that recording, once again, sounds awesome. Blu-ray, we want to welcome you to the Pool Nation family and we thank you for being sponsors of the Pool Nation podcast. And for being sponsors of the Pool Nation Awards, you've been an amazing partner, and we really look forward to working with you in this 2022. I want to say something about that. Yeah, go ahead. And I want to thank Chris, too, and, and the Blu-ray team. And Because, look, they're obviously doing it because they believe in us. And anybody who's heard us and has listened to our podcast, they know that we don't, we don't peddle products. We don't push products. All the sponsors that we have, much love to them that... They believe in what we're trying to do and they believe in what the mission that, that we're going for. And they're helping us out through this journey, knowing that we're not the three that will sit here and start saying, hey, guys, go buy this, go buy that, go buy this, go buy that, peddling products. Much thanks to, to all our sponsors. And thank you, Chris and Blu-ray for jumping on and helping the cause. Absolutely. Before we jump into the podcast, guys, we want to talk about the Western Pool and Spa Show, which is going to take place on March 10th, 11th, and 12th. And we will be there. Jenna and I will be going to be teaching three classes, and we will have a booth. So go to www.westernshow.com and check out the classes. On the top right-hand side, there's a register button. You can click on that and register for the show. And come on out, guys. Come out and join us. I know there's a lot of pool pros out there that I want to meet, John, that are from that market and even some of the guys that are coming down from Vegas and over from Arizona. And then I believe, was it Chris that was saying that we can try to go, John? Yeah, Chris is going to come. Chris and Jennifer are going to head down, which is pretty amazing, actually. And I'm thinking, I got to imagine Dean, Big Family Pools are going to want to come down too. And Daniel from uh, Las Vegas is going to come down. So a bunch of people are coming down. You're going to, I mean, you've, you've been in California before. You know how it is. But that's a I great show. Texas has probably kind of changed you a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> Spoiled yeah. me a little bit. A funny story of a friend of mine that's coming down, but isn't from here. I'm not going to say their name. Was like, well, I don't know if I can come. That was California. Are they going to allow me to go there? Are the rules different? Am I going to be able to fly? And I'm like, dude, it's, it's America, bro. I'm like, oh, you treat like, oh, no, because, you know, they're from like a red state, right? Uh-huh. And they had a different type of mentality. And then, of course, you know, California, everybody looks at us as like, you know, oh my God, the most liberal in the United States. And you know, we have all these rules and, and it's whatever. I, I'm not going to get into politics, but. It's just funny listening to them thinking that we're like a different country. They're not allowed to fly here and because they're from a different country. Where are you getting this news from, bro? (laughs) You have to go through the international and you got to, you know, provide a COVID. Dude, you got to, I mean, you got to, I mean, come on. I'm really looking forward to kind of getting out there and catching up. And there's, there's a lot of people that I still know from out there that I've talked to and we're going to kind of connect out there. So. Definitely go out there, guys. Go to the westernshow.com website. Click on that button. You can also click on the education button. And I think it's the second button down. Once you click on education, it'll show you the classes. You'll be able to get the schedule there. You're also able to see everybody that's going to be at the show. And I believe we're in booth 445. We're kind of across from Hasa. They have a big booth. And I think we're across looking over towards Hasa. So John, I'm going to be attending some of the classes. So Wayne Ivish is going to retire in September from Taylor Technologies, which I think is a big loss to the industry because he's such an educator and a teacher. 
but I'm going to go back and take some of his classes just so that I can kind of go down memory lane those first years that I started in the pool industry. So next week, we'll have a link on our website and give everybody the details about it on the Instagram live. The other thing that I want to talk about is we have the financial business class that we're doing on January 30th. That's the one that we cover the business types. We talk about Pool Nation metrics. We teach progressive business metrics that allows you to see current data so that you can adjust to your business needs. We talk about the common reasons why businesses fail. We kind of go over insurance, billing software, how to set it up so that it works for you and ensure that you have a good cash flow. We cover different terms in accounting, such as profit and loss, fixed costs, operational costs. You'll learn what a P&L is and how to read it. And by the end of the class, you're going to enter your numbers into the software and you will know your exact cost of service. You're going to know your profit and you're going to know whether you're making money or not. So that is September, I'm sorry, January 30th. And what you can do is go to poolnation.online. You can register there. Any information, reach out to us on Instagram or email and we can answer any questions that you have from there. I'm like long-winded today. I got like a lot of stuff to talk about before we start the podcast, guys. The shout out for this week goes out to Pura Vida Pool and Spa Service from San Diego, California. Thank you for the follow and the great post out there. So big shout out to you. And the other thing, which you two don't know yet, but the next peer-to-peer meeting that we're doing, we have Leanne joining us. And she's going to take all the HR questions that are out there. And uh, John, if you remember, one of the big things that everybody talked about is they wanted HR, HR, HR stuff in this last meeting. So I talked to Leanne. She said, I'm in. So if you are part of the peer-to-peer group, prep the questions, get them ready. And if you are not part of the peer-to-peer group, what you're going to want to do is go to the poolnationpodcast.com. You can register to be part of the peer-to-peer And it's normally the first Sunday of every month. So we will talk about those and kind of go through all the HR questions. Thank God for Leanne coming on to do that, because I I know you were squirming in your in your seat last week when or on Sunday when when everybody started asking HR questions and I'm starting to answer HR questions the way I approach (laughs) things. Right. (laughs) Like, go tell them answer. Go tell them. (laughs) This is what I would do, right? No, I would never see anybody in the wrong direction, but I'm, uh, I don't sugarcoat much. He was, you have a bad employee and he's dropping F-bombs on the employees. This is, and he goes, right? let me give exactly. it, let me give so you a role play on how it is. And Jimmy, get your pep in the office. I zoomed out and I showed you how I did my roundhouse kick, right? <laughs> and, and this is how you're going to perform a roundhouse kick to a mouthy employee. <laughs> This is, what, <laughs> this is what you're going to do. No, anyways. No, but having Leanne on it would be just absolutely perfect because there is no better person to have who has the experience that's able to answer these types of questions. Um, yeah, make sure you get your questions together because it's going to be gold. Do your research. Write down what you need to do uh, or what you want to come up with. Ask and whoever you need to ask and figure out the questions and come up with the list of them because this is an opportunity that most won't have. So please take advantage of it like Zach said. Are you going to spill the tea on the new website or what? You like how I said tea? I, I'm learning. You're learning. <laughs> I, said, I am learning. Instead of spill the beans, I said spill the tea. So I'm getting hip with the new youngsters now. I'm going to call you out, John, because oh. I was listening to the podcast today. And Zach, you were there. You kind of giggled and kind of agreed with them a little bit. But 
John was like all in. I like Leanne better than Edgar and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And Edgar's oh, number two. And, all this. and I'm like, he's supposed to be my bro. And he's just like, man, it was like, here comes a school bus, boom, boom, over me. And then it backs it up and then he runs over me again. I'm like, dude, what the heck? I didn't even get a, I'm kidding. He's a good guy. He, he didn't. He was just like, I'm no. Sorry, so just I do. Trouble. I do love you, Edgar, but I think Leanne is just a wonderful person. She's my favorite by <laughs> far. I appreciate that, John. Anyways, coming back, I do want to spill the tea, John, but I think the problem is if I start to spill the tea, I'm going to start talking about everything that we're doing and what we're working on. And gosh, you know how I get, even Zach goes, okay, Edgar, can you just like shut up for just a couple minutes? Can you just stop talking about all that stuff? So. Um, so I do want to talk about it, but I think probably next week we'll be a little bit, a little bit closer to spill the beans on new website that's come in, the new platform that we have working on and all that kind of fun stuff. So anyways, I won't go into that. So I do have to spill the tea on the Pool Nation's top 25 builds and builders of 2022. We partnered with the Western Pool and Spa Show, and we're going to be announcing the winners at the show and more details to follow, guys. We're going to start dropping it on Instagram. But the winners are going to be chosen by the pool pros from our peer-to-peer group. So we just had our meeting this last week. We talked about picking those winners, and we will go ahead and announce those kind of coming up soon. I think that'll be very exciting, guys. All right, guys, let's get the show on the road. So today we're talking about how to set goals that will help you succeed in 2022. And the first thing that we need to do is really kind of explain goals. And as I started doing research into this topic, I realized, guys, how big of a topic this is and how many steps there are and how many things to set yourself up successfully to be able to accomplish your goals. When you set them up, you have to be a little bit careful that you don't go too complex because they really will drown you. You kind of get some of those goals that are really, really big at the beginning and they really kind of can drown you. So Let's talk about what makes a good goal and what makes a bad goal or the mistakes that make them a bad goal. To kind of clarify a little bit more, not only make one too complex, but not to make your goals too broad and too vague. For instance, this is how we look at it or how we approach it. I want to do a million dollars this year, or I want to hire five employees, or I want to gain 100 accounts. So it's good to have those types of goals, but I, we find that what makes it easier to focus on the process in getting those goals is, is setting your goals on how to accomplish those goals, if that makes sense. So if it's, hey, I want to increase revenue or I want to hire employees or whatever it is, or what are the steps you're going to take that you need to do in order to achieve that goal and then set those goals in tandem, in conjunction with that main goal that you have, so you can stay focused on the things that you need to do in order to achieve those goals, the processes. So the process is also the goal, not just the end game, if that makes any sense whatsoever, or if I need to clarify it a little bit. But Zach, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. It's like taking it off in bite-sized pieces, right? And like baby steps, basically. A big piece of it's going to be having a clear picture too. You need to you need to have a clear picture of what you want your business to go or what you want to get out of your business, right? And you need to look at your business and figure out what areas need improvement or what areas of opportunity may be there so that you can set those goals. 
Yeah. And really, you kind of need to look first at your overall business so that you can focus on that. But I think the goals and and really kind of getting used to setting smaller goals at the beginning that are going to allow you to kind of get going on full traction is important. And those goals are really going to give you a little bit of a roadmap. And Zach, it reminds me of the analogy that you talked about, John, the one where the pilot comes on and he says, I don't remember what it is that the gauges on the planes are not working or they don't know where they're going. Or, you know, if you're flying in a plane without gauges, you don't know where you're going. Yeah, I remember that one. I think I like have it like completely botched up, right, John? But you get my idea, right? It's like the gauges. No, <laughs> look, I, I, re- I remember exactly what you're talking about in essence, but I don't remember it verbatim, <laughs> word for word, what he said. And I don't know if it's, and I'm usually pretty good about that kind of stuff. But for some reason, maybe Zach can, if he remembers that quote, because I know he heard it somewhere. You read a book or you did it Edgar in class. Or it. Some, somebody told you that, right? Yeah, it was in a book and it was more like metrics and things like that. Good job, Edgar. You got it. Thank you. I, I'm sorry. I kind of botched it up there, Zach. But the idea was that, you know, your goals... <laughs> are going to be those gauges, right? If you complete the goals, you're going to be able to be successful. (laughs) All I can see is like, you remember the movie Airplane, right? Where he's sitting there, he's sweating, right? And he's sitting there doing whatever he's doing in the cockpit. That's all I can picture when you brought up that saying or that quote or whatever. And now that you're talking about it, I just see somebody got stressing out, sweating, you know, just soaking himself because he's all stressed out. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny. Zach won't know who this is because he's too young, John, but, you know, Tim, the, what was it, Tim, the tool man, Taylor, whatever the show was, that he would go to the guy over the fence and like totally botch up the story of what it was he was supposed to say. <laughs> That's what it felt like. I was felt like I was supposed to say something and something completely different kind of came out of that. But I don't know if I'm supposed to take offense of that. Are you trying uh, that Zach is really young or I'm, I'm really old? Dude, Zach's a baby. Zach is still, Zach is just getting out of his diaper phase, my friend. Yeah. Zach (laughs) is a baby. (laughs) I think, I think that's why he grows his beard. So he looks older. Cause can you imagine Zach with no beard and mustache? (laughs) Hey Zach, would your wife even allow that? Would she allow you to have no, no? That gives you an idea there, John. If his wife doesn't allow him without a beard and a mustache, that kind of tells you right there. So yeah. anyways. So- well, I heard there's another reason why, why she <laughs> likes to have it, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Look at Zach. Oh, my God. He's just oh, he's, he's going he's gonna to drop off the, <laughs> off the live. Guys, let's talk about the go- good goals versus bad goals. And a good goal is going to be very specific, have actionable item steps. So that as you take action on those steps, they put you close to that goal. And they're really going to make you feel good because you're seeing progress with those steps. You're seeing progress with your business. And it's a motivator. And a good goal is one that is going to be time sensitive. So you kind of have to have a time frame to it. And what I mean by that is, is really you know, time bound. So you're going to have a, a due date and a completion date. And you focus on that time factor. A bad goal is going to be one that's very vague and very difficult to accomplish, especially if you're new to setting goals. And as you set goals and you take too long to accomplish those, you might not look back because you're new to setting goals. You don't look back to see if you're accomplishing them or not. You don't see the progress that you've made, and then you just kind of give up on the goal. So always at the beginning, start with goals that are easy to accomplish. You know, kind of get yourself into the rhythm. Don't pick anything too difficult, too hard. And that's going to give you the confidence that you can and that you can build to run a successful business. Because guys, 
when people set up a business plan and they set up goals properly, it really is something that's going to move your business forward. So, Zach, let me ask you, why do you set goals for yourself and your team? Well, goal setting has many different benefits and is important for several reasons. And the first one I'll start with is it gives a sense of direction, right? And I've said it before, you've got to have a target or a destination. And we don't just jump in our vehicles in the morning and say, I'm going to just drive and see where I end up today. We set a destination. And by doing that, we're able to figure out the best route to get us there. And goals can be large, they can be small, kind of like John was talking about in the beginning, you have that big goal, that's the destination. And then you have the smaller goals that lead up to that. that and it's like the breadcrumb trail that gets you there. Hopefully that makes sense. And the second reason I have is that it helps you to see the bigger picture. And I want to emphasize the past and the future. It's easy to keep just pushing forward and driving and trying to take the business to the next step without taking a moment to stop and process what you've actually accomplished and also what you failed at. I think it's important to do that to keep the motivation going because without visualizing the accomplishments and the failures, it's easy to feel overwhelmed and like you aren't making any progress. It's just the same grind day after day after day um, and you kind of lose sight of that. And I encourage everyone kind of do a little practice and take a moment this week to just stop and think about where you were one year ago. And I bet you'd be pretty surprised. I bet a lot of people have come a long way in that year. Zach, I'm going to jump in because you talk about something that is really important. And that is you need to sometimes take a look and see at the things that you failed. And those are huge learning lessons for you. So you can't always look as failures as a bad thing because those are going to be some of your building blocks, especially in business where you've kind of gone and you've kind of failed. So that, that was key. Yeah, 100%. You know, I kind of touched on motivation and there's an amazing feeling that you get in your team if you have a team and they're doing goals, whoever. When you accomplish a goal, you get this amazing feeling and you feel like you're you're making progress. You feel like you're pushing forward and it can be very motivating and that will help to keep the vision or the dream or the bigger picture alive. And then the last thing I kind of have on this is it gives you better control of your future and your company's future. And that's really just a result of everything I just touched on, because now you, you know your destination, you determine your path, you visualize how far you've come and how far you still have to go, and you're motivated to get there. So now you have better control driving this thing. And hopefully that all makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it 100%. And you know, at the end of the day, let's not forget the goals that we set are nine out of 10 times are, are a way for us to increase revenue, right? Or to increase the money that we get or the money that we get to take home and what's important to our business success. You know, what business doesn't want to make more money? I mean, the, you know, the better we treat our employees, right? All these goals are, you know, how, how we go about our day, right? And, you know, how we handle customers and how we handle our route and increasing more clients or doing more repairs. It all leads to one one area, right? And it's becoming a more profitable company, usually. So, uh, and that's what I was kind of talking about as far as like, you know, we can't say, I want to make more money. Okay, great. But these are all the things we've got to do in order to get there because it's a lot more than just bringing on revenue or taking on more clients. Especially when you first start talking about goals, very first thing that comes up and everybody talks about is revenue. Oh, well, how are we going to bring more money or how are we going to bring... 
And a lot of times you really kind of need to do what you're talking about is take a little bit of a step back, look at your overall business. And what are some of the other goals that you need to put in place first that are going to allow you to bring that revenue? So it's definitely not a bad thing to, you know, focus on the revenue. But like John was saying, make sure that you look at everything else because there's a lot of other things that need to be set as goals as well for your business. Let's talk about some of the things that you should do when you are setting goals. Yeah, that was my it's dog. It's okay. It's all, you it's all good. You're going to have to figure that. You're going to have to figure that one out. You know what I'm going to do, John, is I'm going to save that clip and then I'm going to put it into the podcast, into the, the media board. And then whenever you are being funny or whatever, I'll just kind of hit that and have your dog barking. <laughs> Don't use that one because it, it was a really bad bark. It, it was like he was caught off guard. Somebody was like going through puberty or something like that. You know, he's a big Doberman. Uh, oh, he's a big Doberman. I like thought he was a Chihuahua usual. based on that bark. No, I, it's, I know the way the way he barks sounded like a Chihuahua. Trust me, it's like he got off. You know, as even as a grown man, sometimes when you when you say something and all of a sudden it sounds like your voice cracked. Right? Yeah. You ever had that happen? It sounded like you're like a thirteen year old, fourteen year old teenage boy. Um, well, that's what that's that, what my dog just went through. That right still now. happens to Zach yours. now. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Still waiting to <laughs> get still my happens voice. To Zach, you know, so <laughs> so yeah. Don't use that. Please don't use that, <clears throat> yep. that clip. So but. so let's backtrack. So let's talk about the things that you should do when you're setting goals, John. We just go back to what I was saying. So when you're setting goals, one, they need to be really they need to be realistic first and foremost. There's no point in setting a goal that you know you're not going to be able to accomplish or you're not going to be able to achieve. And but again, that's a tricky subject too because. I'm in no way saying that sell yourself short and don't reach for the sky, right? So dreams, dreams are dreams and goals. And you can be very aggressive with your goals and, and you can accomplish things that you never thought you'd be able to accomplish in a million years. And if you didn't push yourself that hard, you would have never realized that you were able to, you were capable of doing it. So I don't want anybody in any way or fashion to think or, or that I'm saying don't strive to do even more than you think you can do, but be realistic. And remember this, just because you're setting a goal for 2022 or you're setting a goal for your business doesn't mean that that's the only goal you're going to set. So the whole purpose of it is that you want to set a goal that's obtainable, that you can achieve within a certain amount of time. You have to have a timeline for it. And then once you achieve that goal, you create a new goal, which is further and farther apart, right? Something that you extend for more. And that's the purpose of a goal because who wants to fail at anything and who wants to set a goal and say, Hey, look, be unrealistic. You just started out, just started a pool business and you have no accounts and you want to grow organically. And you're telling yourself in six months, organically, I want to have 5,000 accounts. Well, I mean, Go get a boy or go get a girl. Do your best. But chances are, unless you're buying pools, you're not going to have 5,000 pools in six months, right? It's just not going to happen. But you can set the step and say, hey, look, I want to have 100 pools or I want to have 50 pools. And then once you reach that goal, you mark it off the list and then you move on to the next goal. I think when you set goals, you need to, one, make sure they're not too easy so that they're not pointless. But at the same time, you don't want to make it too aggressive to where you set yourself up for failure. And you got to put a lot of thought into it, whatever the goal is. And it cannot be broad like I was talking about before, where it's just like a, 
you know, I want to make a million dollars this year. Okay, well, how are you going to make a million dollars? How are we going to get to that goal? How, what do we need to do? Take the steps towards it. And once we accomplish that and we put that tool in our belt or that feather in our cap, then we're able to set another goal that helps us get closer, propels us towards that, our ultimate goal, which is making a million dollars or a thousand pools or, or whatever it may be. What about you, Zach? What would be another one? Well, I think one, you know, just picking one of those things is to be relevant with it. You know, you need to try to set goals to accomplish things that matter and that are in line with your current situation, right? Because there's just so much to accomplish when you really look at the big picture of it. Well, let's work with the things that are relevant to this moment in time and what we're trying to achieve. Another one for me is, is obviously, and John talked about it a little bit, but things that are attainable, you know, you want those goals to be attainable so that you don't get discouraged. And I think a lot of times at the beginning, we, we start shooting way too far for the stars. And I'm not saying that don't shoot for the moon or for the stars, but it's important to figure out that goal that you can attain. And one of the things is if you don't have the resources like money or time or even experience at doing what it is that you're doing in the goal, then what's going to happen is you're going to fail. And you're not going to be able to reach that goal. And really, you're setting yourself up for failure. And then you're going to be defeated. And you're not going to want to use the tools to set goals. And then you kind of just ride with the day and whatever comes up. You're really not working on your business and having business plan and goals and trying to get from A to Z to be successful. You know, I want to say one more thing to jump on there. Don't set too many goals. Again, I don't want to come off saying, hey, look, don't don't push yourself to do more, but you don't want to spread yourself thin, right? So goals are usually things that you're not good at or you haven't been able to accomplish as of yet. So you're asking yourself to not only continue doing what you're doing and as busy as you are, whether it's spending more time with your family, whether it's buying another truck, whether it's gaining more accounts, whether it's doing more repairs and getting licensed or getting certified or whatever it is. Obviously, you know you want that and you haven't been able to achieve it in your current situation. So by setting that goal for you to do it, it's going to take a lot of effort on your part and a lot of heart and a lot of dedication to get there. If you now bombard yourself with 10 different goals that you need to do, chances are you're not going to be able to accomplish them all. And then again, you're falling back to what Edgar's saying is that you set yourself up for failure that way. And then nobody wants to say, oh man, I didn't get it done, right? Or no, I couldn't do it or shit. It ain't going to work, you know, or you do everything half ass instead of doing one or two things, you know, balls to the walls. So don't don't overwhelm yourself with multiple goals. If start small at first, because you can always accomplish them. And when you accomplish them, you can always create more. And then you kind of get a gauge on it. Right. And you get that feeling, that hype. Especially if you're not used to using goals and putting goals in place. That's like dead on, John. You kind of want to start with the smaller ones and kind of build up to it. You know, the next one I'm going to say is make sure that they're measurable. Make sure that they're goals that are measurable, that you can very black and white look at them. So if you have a goal, say that you want to increase traffic to your website, it's going to be very specific to I want to increase it by 500 visitors a month or 750. And then you can go back and you can measure that and say, shoot, I'm only at 300. I wanted to be at 750. So let's look at the steps within that goal, right? Because you're going to have the goal and then that goal is going to have a couple of different steps in order to accomplish it. So make sure whatever goals you put in place are going to have a very black and white measurable side to it so that you know whether you're kind of hitting that or not. I want to kind of touch on the time bound that John talked about. It. It's super important. It's an accountability tool, right? That's 
a tough one. A lot of people just set those very vague goals and they don't set a deadline or they don't set a time frame. And you have to do that to keep yourself accountable and keep your team accountable. And maybe it's not necessarily a deadline. Maybe it's just doing something in a timely manner or a certain frequency of time. Like we're going to accomplish this every month by the end of the month or something along those lines. But it's super important. Agreed. Yeah. I think one of the things is if you don't focus on that timeline, you kind of lose the whole thing of the goal, especially for us, you know, summertime comes and it's almost like it's so busy that the rest of the business is just kind of out of the picture for a while. You're out there hustling, you're working, you know, 12 hours a day, you're kind of getting it all done. But even during those times, you need to really kind of come back and go, Hey, you know, I had a time that I was going to check on this. It was every three months. It was every six months, whatever it is. Even during that crazy time, you need to take a pause, change that hat and look at the uh, timeframes on them. Guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, what we'll do is we'll talk about the things not to do when setting goals. We'll be right back, guys. The SPPA is dedicated to the niche general liability insurance needs of pool and spa professionals. As industry leaders, we'll fight for you, protect you, and be there for you. We provide extraordinary service before and after the membership and insurance is in effect. Insured members of the program get the best customer support and have peace of mind that their alliance is their voice and always fighting for their program and insurance needs. We proudly insure thousands of pool and spa professionals across the United States. With over 30 years encompassing the pool and spa industry, we know the needs of pool and spa professionals. Through the SPPA program, there are three tailored and customized general liability insurance options to pick from. For more information on our programs and insurance options, visit our site at www.thesppa.com. The sound of you continually pitching pool care poles into the trash. The sound of you using an Ultimate Pool Tools carbon fiber pool care pole for years to come. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see print and pay invoices it has all your customers information on one page so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips created specifically for the pool industry pool invoice now available at poolinvoice.com Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. 
Welcome back, everybody. We are talking to John. We're talking to Zach. We're talking about setting goals, the proper way to setting up goals to make your business successful. I do want to take a pause real quick. And Zach, I want you to look at John's lighting because I tried to up my lighting game today and I still am so freaking short from John's lighting. <laughs> I I just want to know what you were I trying to accomplish, like a Marilyn Manson <laughs> concert, or right? It would look like a bordello. Dude. It was all like, all. I was like, "What you got going on in there?" So everybody, everybody listening and not watching. So we obviously did the podcast with video as well. We do it live. So I went, John, for Christmas. I asked for some new lighting, and I'm like, I'm going to kind of up my game with John because his lighting is always so sharp and. So I was watching videos and putting the little lighting from behind and I go out and I'm like all excited before we come on. John's picture comes on. Freaking skin is just flawless. The lighting is perfect. Look at the shading that he has to the left side of his face. Like he's got one side that's completely lit up and he's got a little bit of a shade over to the left hand side. And I'm like, damn, I think he's been watching some videos and getting his lighting down. What do you think, Zach? I think you should watch the same videos that he's watching. <laughs> Send those to Edgar, please. Um, can you tell me what lighting it is that you're using so I could just kind of buy some and just kind of get this thing over with? No, and but look, and then to say about you, and what's up with you and the red light back there? What's going on with that? You saying. guys don't like the red lighting? Marilyn Manson. Well, I love it, but I'm just saying it's like a pool nation after hours. He needs like a fog machine too, kind of like rolling out. Some this is Edgar De Jesus, and this is Pool Nation podcast after hour for adult audiences only. After seven p.m. After no, after that goes to bed after nine thirty p.m. <laughs> right. <laughs> Poor Zach. So Zach, normally what happens is we do another podcast after nine thirty once you've kind of gone to bed. So. Anyways, that was the lighting. I forgot to turn it off because John and I were going to do the podcast tonight. We kind of turned on the light after, after this, this one. one. So, anyways, all right, guys. So, you know, let's now talk about some of the things that you should not do when setting goals. John, I'm going to let you go first. First and foremost, the things you should not do, like I said, is set unrealistic goals because you don't want to set up, set yourself up for failure. And you tagged on that too, Edgar, what, what you said. The last thing you want to do is set yourself up for failure. It's just human nature. Nobody wants to be a failure. Nobody wants to set a goal and fail at it or not accomplish it or get to it. It's unmotivating or demotivating or it definitely doesn't light a fire up your ass for most people when you fail at something. Some people it does, but um, for the most part, it's a shock to the ego and discourages you from trying to push yourself harder or further. Uh, so number one, do not set unrealistic goals because you can always set new goals. And that's the purpose of it. So you set a goal at first, especially if you're new to doing this program um, and you haven't done it, set your goal, make it realistic, make it attainable. That's physically, it's possible for you to do it. And once you accomplish it, it's just to get a sense of accomplishment and a high that you know, you're hungry and you want to do more, right? It just feels good. It feels good that you do something that you think you could do or you set out to do and you accomplished it. So just don't set an unrealistic goal. I'm going to spill some beans here, John, because you just kind of motivated me as you're talking about creating those unrealistic goals, especially when you're new, John. So like you have a lot of experience with a big, you know, retailer. And so, you know, you kind of always go every year through the exercise of 
let's put our budget together and you start in freaking June, you know, for the next year. And then you do the business plan and within the business plan, you sit, you sit there and you set the goals and you set all the steps that you need to do in order to be able to achieve those goals. And, you know, then the big, the, the corporation uses that as a guide, right? Cause they have to be able to do every aspect of it. They need to, you know, increase revenues, but also if turnover is bad, then you got to set up goals and you got to set up those processes to eliminate the turnover and when I was working in hotels, it was the same thing. We would start in freaking June and everything was off of that budget and that plan that we were doing. And every department had to set them up and they had to set the different dates and the timelines and you were accountable for those. So you kind of fired me up. I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm going to spill the beans. One of the things that we've done, guys, is we've created a tool that we're going to use to be able to have you guys take a free class where what we do is we go ahead and we walk you through the entire setup of setting up goals. And really the way it works is you'll have these, you know, platform where you'll have some to-do lists. You can kind of create your notes of what some of those goals are. And then we walk you through the exact process of setting a goal. So when you create your goal, you create it with your title, the description. But then most importantly, what it has is it has the different steps in order to be able to accomplish that goal And then what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to assign people to those goals and then you'll be able to assign dates to it so that that goal automatically kind of reminds you, hey, you're supposed to check on this, this and this. So that's one of the things that we are working on and it's going to be out very soon and we'll be able to have everybody kind of sign up. We'll do some live webinars or Zoom or whatever we want to call it. But really what we want a lot of you pool guys to do now at the beginning of the year is to start to create some of those goals for your business, because the best time to kind of start fresh is the beginning of the year and be able to help you be successful in some of those areas. So sorry, Zach, I got excited as John was talking about it and I just kind of had to spill the tea. No, I love it. And, you know, kind of tag on what John was saying. It's weird how we tend to like over jump a lot of the fundamental things when it comes to goal setting and we just have our eye on the prize, right? And that can be like the biggest downfall when it comes to goal setting. The second piece that I kind of want to add, you know, on the the kind of not to-do list is don't focus on goals that you aren't passionate about or that you're not interested in. And I want to put a big asterisk next to this and say, in the beginning. And I'll better explain this by flipping the perspective. You want to set goals that align with things that you're passionate about or that you have an interest in when you're starting out on this, because this will help keep you motivated to actually complete the goal. Get some successes under your belt and start to dial in the process of goal setting. And then you can start to move into the more challenging things because you can't avoid them forever. And eventually, as you build a team of people around you, and hopefully these people are better at doing their roles than you are, you can start to delegate some of these goals that don't interest you to those team members and make them their goals that they're responsible for. Yeah, that's huge. We're all passionate about certain things and not passionate about other things. And same thing, John, you, you kind of start setting goals for the first time and you kind of start kind of throwing things that you don't want to do. And then the same thing happens. You just kind of start to get burnt out. And then the whole process just goes down to the trash and nobody's you know, focusing on it. I think another one is really underestimating the length of completing the goal. And this could be a, a big one. When you have a big one and you start creating that goal, 
if you jump in and just create this really big, long goal that you need to accomplish, what's going to happen is you're going to lose focus or you're going to be busy at work or something's going to happen in the middle. And then what happens is you've kind of gone six months into it and then you just kind of think, you know what, just I might as well just you know scrap it at this point because it's going to take so long to do. I set dates. I didn't do them. And it really is going to be discouraging and it's going to, you're going to fall into that same trap of them then not wanting to use the goals. So be very careful when you're setting goals that it's not something that you set a goal. And, and I'm not saying that you can't, but I'm saying when you're starting to use goals, don't put a goal that's going to take you two years to accomplish, right? Start with those smaller goals that are a lot shorter, you start to complete them, you start to fire in all cylinders, you get the movement down, then you kind of start moving into those bigger goals. I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but I I think this is really important. And I'm going to say it again. Believe it or not, you set a goal, especially if you have employees and you have other people that work with you or work for you. Setting a goal and not doing it properly can actually be a negative thing. And it could really hurt your business. And it can hurt the morale. It can hurt your progress it can destroy you. And it's not necessarily something that happens very quickly, but it's like death by a thousand cuts, right? It's a, it's being, you're bleeding out. And I'll explain. You set a goal that is too ambitious or that's too, you know, it's just almost out of this world. And you have people, employees that work for you, and then you strive to get it. And then you guys don't achieve that goal because it's unobtainable. And now you're stuck in a position where it's almost impossible for you to hold people accountable because you failed as an employer to set realistic goals. And if you can't hold people accountable to achieving where, you know, where your business, wherever you want to take your business, and you start to set a bad precedent now, because now you're saying that it's okay not to get the job done or not to finish this or get it over. You you dissect it a little bit further and you get into it and go, look, you know, you set something up and all of a sudden now, it's like, oh, well, shit, you know, John said, oh, yeah, last time he said we needed to do this and we, we didn't do it and we didn't get in trouble for it or it didn't happen or there's no way it's going to happen. Well, now how are we going to take him seriously this time? So it's really complicated and tricky. And for those that are listening, I hope you're really paying attention to this. And if you don't quite get it, rewind it and listen to it again or message us or DM us if we're not quite clear. But it is so important when you set these goals to do them correctly. The fourth thing is not checking progress. Uh, you have to check the progress or you have to keep score. I think that's a really big one. Uh, I've always said winners keep score, period. And if you don't have a gauge, and this is, goes back to the airplane scene that Zach puts us in, right? You have your gauges and you're flying or whatever. If you're not looking at your gauges, you don't know what the hell's going on. You can't course correct. If you're not paying attention or checking it out, just like we talk about like your numbers, if you wait till the end of the year when you do tax time to figure out what the hell's going on, what, where you spent your money, where you put it, and what you made and what you did, you wasted a whole year's worth of correction. Now you got to implement these changes for the next year. If you're doing it on a monthly basis, then okay, well, now you might have wasted 29 days in that month, but then you can attack it and figure it out for the next month. Or if you're looking at them daily now, then you can course correct immediately. I had that one saying that I was talking about. Just imagine you're walking down a straight line and if you're blind and you're not paying attention, you're blindfolded, try walking a straight line and not paying attention to continue in that straight line. If you don't have your eye on the prize, if you're not figuring out where you're going, if you're not keeping score, keeping track of your progress, 
then it's really easy to veer off. And when you veer off, all you're doing is making it more difficult for you to accomplish whatever goal you set forth for yourself or your business or your family. Yeah, that's a big one, John, is checking on that progress. For us, what we used to do, John, is we used to have monthly and quarterly meetings and we would sit down and go through all of our goals. And then with those goals, we would look at all the steps that we had. And then we looked at the progress, but it was something that we had to do on a monthly basis. And then on a quarterly basis, we would look at everything that we had accomplished or had not accomplished. And what that did is it really made us kind of come back and look at the progress that we were making so far for the year. And there was a lot of sense of accountability. So if you had two or three goals at the beginning of the year that so far you haven't done, there's that sense of accountability. And then there would be that kick into gear into, oh my God, I got to get all these goals done. And then you're more goal driven. The other thing that was always important for us, John and Zach, was really not setting too many goals because that would used to be one of the first exercises that we would do is we would sit down and all of a sudden we'd come up with like 10 or 15 different goals and they would stop us right there and they would go, slow down. You're creating too many goals that there's no way that you're going to accomplish them. And when we look at this at the end of the year, you're going to feel like a failure because you set up too many goals and there's just no way that you can accomplish them with everything that goes on. There's times it's busy. There's times that other things come up or people get sick or, or you lose assistant managers or whatever that are supposed to help you achieve those goals. So a big, huge, important thing when you're starting to do goals is really don't get out there, sit down and have a list of these 15 goals that you're going to set and you're going to accomplish. It's better, what John was saying, pick a couple goals, focus on those, make sure those are done and then move on to the next ones. Guys, let's do this. Let's talk about a couple of different samples that we can talk about with regards to the pool guys and the pool girls out there. And what we'll do is we'll first kind of throw out a couple of goals without getting into too many details. And then Zach, maybe you can kind of talk about one and kind of go through maybe a couple of different steps of what that would look like. So if I was to sit down as a business owner and I kind of start looking at it and kind of going, hey, what are some of the first goals that I'm going to kind of throw on the dry race board to kind of figure it out? I think one of the first ones that people think of on top of bringing more revenue is kind of, oh, I need to reduce expenses. And, you know, I think as business owners, that's probably something that we always look at right away. Where can we cut expenses and stuff like that? So that could could be a goal. Again, there's other steps within it, but that's just an idea. The other one, that's a common one that people will tell me all the time. Hire your first employee, right? And that's going to be a big one. We have a lot of pool pros out there in this position. And this is kind of where, this is where I want to go back and I want to challenge everybody in saying that to me, this goal, especially if you're starting this process where you're doing goal setting, I personally wouldn't start with this goal. I would look at it. Okay. This is where you want to be at. And I go, okay, hire your first employee is going to be a big one. That's what everyone wants to do. I get it. Well, my, I challenge you saying, okay, get ready. So you can hire an employee. Are you in the position where you can hire an employee? Do you have enough accounts where you can give an employee? Are you able to pay that employee a proper wage? Do you have a truck? Do you have, you know, I mean, all these, these little things that you might need before you bring on an employee, because if you just, okay, I hired an employee, it's my goal. Okay, great. But if you're not prepared for that employee or you don't understand how to, how to treat that employee, if you don't know how to take care of them, then that's going to blow up in your face. So again, it falls down to, Hey, what are the processes or that the roadmap that leads to that final goal of hiring your employee? 
set that up as, okay, by year end, I want to set and hire an employee. So here's January by December 2022, I want to hire an employee. But that's your ultimate goal. But before you start working on that goal, you can work on the process. So I can say in the first month, I'm going to get in contact with my uh, CPA or my accountant or my tax advisor or whoever it is. And let's talk about what we need to do when I hire an employee. Let me learn about payroll. Let me learn about the tax implications or the tax benefits that are involved in it. How much should I pay? I'm, I'm going to make phone calls. I'm going to talk to other businesses or other pool guys, find out what they pay. Other pool owners, what do they pay their employees? Do they pay them by pool? Do they pay them on a W-2? That's the shit you need to learn first. Those are the goals you need to set first. And once you accomplish those and you create that knowledge, then you set the next goal to it. And the next goal might be, okay, well, let's see, where do I want to find my talent? You know, if once you got all that logistical and the HR and all the financials done and you got the truck and all that, okay, now let me figure out what's my best avenue to find an employee. Where do I look for an employee? Let me study on how to write ads. Should I hire somebody to be able to write an ad? What do I need to include for an ad? Let me go do research and figure out what other successful ads look like. You know, what questions do I need to ask? You know, what type of employer are you looking for? And once you get that knowledge, you go, okay, great. Now I can do that. Now I'm going to set the goal and, hey, shit, now I'm going to put out the ad. Now I'm going to hire somebody. Now you finally reach that final destination. There's a better chance that it's going to stick and you're going to be successful at it because you built that foundation leading up to it. Because usually goals are something you haven't accomplished before. If something you haven't accomplished before, that means what? You don't have much experience in it or you don't have the wisdom that comes with it of experiencing that. So when you set a goal and you get it, it's just like somebody, I want to be a millionaire. Okay, great. I, I'm going to play the lotto and I become a millionaire. That's whatever. You get money quick, you lose money and you lose all your money. But hey, I want to be rich. I want to make a lot of money, but I also want to know how I'm going to be able to keep my money, invest and be able to grow my money and make more money. And you build that foundation, you understand it, you're more likely to be successful in the long run. I love something that you said, and that is the roadmap. You have to set the goals, but you have to look at what that roadmap is going to look like. Another goal that you could just kind of look at, because a lot of people are getting started building their web presence and things like that is increasing traffic on your business website. And this is a, a goal that could have a big impact on any pool pro on their business. It'll require a lot of research like John was talking about. You're going to have to do the things to build that foundation and understand it. This is something that could have a big impact on your revenue. I want to kind of take it a step further and look at the process, kind of utilizing those steps that we were talking about. And you know, step one would be be specific establish how much you want to increase your traffic to that site, have a specific number. And step two would be the relevancy. What's your focus? Your goal should not just be, we want everyone with a pool to visit our website. You want to maximize maintenance accounts by increasing your visibility to the people looking for maintenance service. So make sure it's relevant. The third step would be attainable and set up a realistic number that can be achieved. Because like John said before, you know, 5,000 pools in six months, it's not attainable. You're going to fail. Make sure it's a number you can achieve and then you can build on that as you succeed over time. The fourth step would be make sure it's measurable. Track it. Check the progress. Make sure you're on track and you're not you know, a degree off course. Step five would be the time-bound piece and what amount of time are you going to 
accomplish that or increase that traffic? When does it need to be done by? Man, John, I had one that I wanted to talk about. I'm not going to say it because Zach freaking killed it. It was like, boom, 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 boom. Dude, drop the mic. Drop the mic. And it's like, I have mine and I kind of have some steps, but they're not even in the order. So I'm not even, I'm not even going to. I don't know if you've noticed. (laughs) Watch, go back and look at the video. I've been paying attention because I watch and I actually saw it in you too. And you usually do it, but Zach never does that gesture. You guys, I talk a lot with my hands, but I try to stop because I'm making noise. But you guys today have been talking a lot with your hands. And Zach is doing the whole politician thing. When he's talking, he's like, Every time he's talking now, watch, just watch. He's talking with his hands. He's doing, he's emphasizing certain words and he's, it's I'm badass. building my political foundation yes, for dude, when I'm going to run. One of my things is. You go back like this and then you put your hands up like that. You, when you get into it, you put, you lean back and you start talking. One of the reasons I get close like this is because like my wife and my kids are critics of me all the time. And I'm always talking with my hands and I'm always doing that. They're like dad, that doesn't look good on video. Like you're sitting there and, and I'll go like this and I'll put my hand to the front, like talking like this. And they're like, Oh my God, your hand looks humongous. Like, don't do that, dad. So I try to sit at this little section here, John, and I try to <laughs> kind of put my hands down. So I don't do that. Cause I'm always. When John gets going, he's like Hulk smash the table. Like wham. And he's, you're yeah. muted, John. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you might want to unmute yourself, John. Yeah, there I go again. See, look, I was saying, look, I take off my bracelet for you because I always move my hands and I make noise. I'm always like, clank, always clank, like clank, this. clank. <laughs> yeah, and Edgar always calls me after the podcast and he's like, Jesus, John, just stop it with the bracelet, dude. <laughs> take your bracelet off. So I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. You know, the funny thing is when you go to edit that, John, like when we're talking in the video, it doesn't seem like, and you don't catch it. But I think it's just when you're doing just audio and you have no visual to it, you can't get distracted with anything but your ears. It's like you pick up like all the, and as you're listening, you hear that click, 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 click. So I'm going to bring a (laughs) box of Tic Tacs in my shoe and shake my foot next episode. So he'll only hear it Uh, editing. Guys, so another thing that you can schedule to do is set to pick up a certain amount of pools. But here's where you have to be careful. And I wouldn't go, I'm going to pick up, you know, 50 pools. What I would do is I would say, hey, I'm going to pick up 10, 15 pools by this date. Or by the middle of the year, I want to pick up 20 of them. You know, don't be too overly aggressive with picking up accounts, at least at the beginning when you first have your goal, so that you get your processes in place. Because even to set up something as simple as a goal to pick up accounts, it has a lot of steps in it in order to be able to achieve those steps. I mean, you set that up to pick up 10, 15 accounts, right? You could go through a whole bunch of steps in that goal. And that could be whatever it is, create a pay-per-click campaign. That's going to take time. You sign up for this new Google guarantee that everybody's talking about that we need to do some research on. So that's going to take time to do the research and set it up. You might want to print door hangers to be able to deliver, right? So you're not going to get that done in a week. That's going to take a couple of weeks. Then you got to do another step to get out there and deliver 100 door hangers or 200 door hangers every two weeks, every three weeks. Or, you know, then you got to sit there and track the number of picked up pools and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, be careful when you're setting goals that you're not going too big because just like an example with this one, it could have a whole bunch of different steps that you have to do in order to be able to achieve those goals. So 
you know, kind of always at the beginning, start a little bit smaller, figure out what those things are. See that, John, with my hands? I'm, I'm figuring things out like that. With, and, and, then, and then you'll be able to kind of achieve those goals a little bit quicker. Look, and like what you're saying is an example. You want more clients. Well, one of the easy goals would be, hey, and it's which is attainable and something you can do right now is I'm going to, in order to do that, one of the steps is, hey, I'm going to answer my phone. Right? When somebody calls, I'm going to answer the phone. Or if I can't answer the phone, I'm going to make it a goal that I'm going to call back within five minutes or as soon as I'm done with whatever I'm doing, if I'm with a client. Or if I get a voicemail, that the voicemails are going to be returned within X amount of time. And gradually, you're going to find out, hey, you do that more often, then you're going to get more clients because you're actually picking up the phone and you're talking to somebody. For us, usually we get, oh, finally, you know, you picked up the phone or, you know, not, not me p- personally, but finally I called somebody to answer the phone. I called so many companies or I'm trying to call my pool guy and he, he never returns my calls. And I've called so many people on from Google or whatever. And you're the only company that picked up the phone. And I know I've said this before and I'm like, okay, great. That's, that's low hanging fruit for me. Right. I know I'm doing that. My issue is why in the hell wasn't I the first person you called? Why did you have to go through 10 different people? before you finally called my number, right? What do I need to fix to get me up on the top of that list? That's what was like my issue at first when we first started our company. And it was how do we get ourselves or propel ourselves to where we're the first choice opposed to the second, third, or fourth choice. And most of it is because when you're new, you're not known, you don't have reviews, people just don't know of you. And it takes time to build a reputation where, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven years down the road, you're well-known compared to somebody who just started up. So you might have to fight a little bit harder for it, but there's things you can do like SEO for your website, focus on reviews and you know that kind of stuff so that you get bumped up in the list quicker. But when we set goals, that's another just perfect example of what how you should go about it. That's the roadmap before you get to the point of hiring a client. It's the process while you're trying to obtain that goal is what's important. It's that roadmap. I love that saying, the roadmap. It's that roadmap. Yeah. So, guys. I'm going to keep beating this dead horse. But, you know, the challenge is, especially with goals, John, because people tend to think, oh, setting goals is really easy, right? I just set a goal. I do it. it that's it. No, there's truly a process and there's truly things that you need to do in order to be able to, yeah. And so people just tend to think, oh, well, I just, my goals, yeah, I want to grow and hire five guys. Well, that's a saying. That's not a goal. Let's do this. Let's take a word from our sponsors. When we come back, Zach, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Pole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. 
now available. Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Right, all day. I forgot what he said, but that's just awesome. That music is just badass. It's just boom, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. We're talking to Zach. We're talking to John. We are talking about setting goals, and we were having a good time because it's just every time I want to do almost like a TikTok with it. Blu-ray all day, but I don't have the voice for it. <laughs> that's what it says, right? <laughs> Blu-ray. All- all day. Blu-ray all day, but it's with the accent, Blu-ray it. all day. I got to figure out who did that voice because that's pretty good. Anyways, so welcome back, everybody. We're talking about setting goals. We're talking about achieving goals. We're talking about kicking ass in 2022. Zach, John, let's go into final thoughts. Zach, I'll start with you. So we covered a lot today. I would be very interested to know how many times the word goal was said today. Um, so if you could count that when you edit this and just let us know, I would appreciate it. But seriously, to be completely honest, goal setting is something that I've been working on for a long time. And I continue to try to improve on this skill. And I have so far to go with becoming truly effective with it um, because it seems very simple. But like you said, it's an art. It really is an art. And the people that have learned this skill and mastered this art are truly effective people. And it requires practice in order to become good at setting them. And then the tricky part is accomplishing the goals that you set. So I think this is really good information. You've got to just start small and build on it and then kind of go from there. And we've got eight minutes before I just fall asleep on the podcast. So good timing. But before Edgar. he gets cut out, cut off, John. Yeah. John, final thoughts. I think this is a very important subject and I, I want to apologize if anybody listening thinks that we just kept talking about the same shit over and over and over again, but it's important. And there's a reason why we're doing it and it's through experience. Trust me, what we're saying does work. It's too easy as humans to oversimplify things sometimes or to not take something that you think is simple, serious enough. 
and the implications of failure, especially when it comes down to setting a goal for yourself, for your company, especially when you have employees. You just can't overlook that. It can actually be more damaging than it could be good for you. It's enough about goals, goals, goals. There's a couple more for you, Edgar. I want to get into this whole nighttime podcasting and I kind of dig it and I like it. And I think maybe we should start doing more of them. And, but I'm looking at Zach and I'm seeing how tired he is. And, I, and dude, it's only like 930, bro. And you can't even stay awake. What do you, you must get up like at two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning. I mean, how in the hell can to you be not honest, stay awake? For- what it is now is I've cut caffeine way down. Yeah. I haven't so. seen a bang. Oh yeah. It's because it's nighttime. So you're not drinking a bang. But you know what? He's always gone to bed at nine thirty. I'm not going to take. I'm. You're not going to sell me that. I'm not. I'm not buying it, Zach. You ever ever since I've known you, you've gone to bed at nine thirty. So don't give me that story that you cut out caffeine. Look, I'm digging this evening podcasting, and I think maybe maybe we should do it more often. You know, instead of maybe six, maybe we can move it to five my time, so it's seven o'clock your time, and then do it like that. I think maybe that might be better. Leave your Tuesdays. vote you- in the comments <laughs> section below. <laughs> Nighttime or daytime? Right. Zach is going to put a poll up at thepoolboys.com. Just go check it out there. There'll be a page, a pop-up bug comes up. You can vote there and we can decide if we move it to nighttime. No, look, guys, all jokes aside, every successful entrepreneur, one of their biggest tools out of their tool bag is going to be setting up goals. If you have a business and you're not setting your business plan on a yearly basis, if you're not setting goals, you're not setting targets, you're not setting where you want your business and the direction that you want your business to go in. We talk about it. Everybody kind of thinks, okay, you know, those, those are very easy. There's an art to it. But sit down, put some goals in place, and you're going to see that as you start to accomplish them, they're going to be a lot more important in your day-to-day business, you're going to use them a lot more. And then they lead into those entrepreneurs that are successful because they're able to set goals. And through the goal setting process, they can set up procedures to run their business efficiently. How many goals did I throw in there, John? In the last no, I'm just saying how you said entrepreneur. You said it. I said it said again, it right? Change the way you said it the first time. Entrepreneur. Yeah, you, you nailed it. Did I and say entrepreneur to, the first time? You said entrepreneur the first time. You said it naturally. Uh huh. And then I go back it. and listen to it, and then you went to entrepreneur <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what the hell you say, but right, so it was, it was Zach, Zach is asleep. He wasn't paying attention to any I'm of that, John. John's reaction. No, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he, he was he, passing he's out, like but, totally out of it. So. But you know what? His content was sure. just spot on tonight, right? I tell you that one that I had to follow him with the one where he was like, like one, be specific two, yeah. you know, relevant three attainable. I was like, I don't want to go after him. John, can you jump in no, and say he something? It. I mean, it was, it was some pure gold so. you, you dished out today. Well, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Guys, I want to thank you for your time. I know that in the reverse now it's late, Zach. I know it's kind of late for you and you still got to head back home and do all your stuff. So I really appreciate that. So Zach, John. John, I will see you tomorrow night, Wednesday on the Instagram Live. Everybody, we'll have a good one. Have a great one, guys. Bye. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. 
You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com. Pool Nation, all rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in a verbal or nonverbal way. May not be distributed. It may not be distributed in any social media platforms or transmitted in any other forms or any other means, including recording or other electronic or mechanical methods without the prior written permission of Pool Nation.